Good morning, Trinity, and welcome to our daily podcast. My name is Trip Prince. I'm the parish pastor at Trinity Northside. And today I want to reflect on our psalm reading from Psalm 131. I'm going to read the whole of the psalm, verses 1 through 3. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like the weaned child that is with me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time on and forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, I thank you today that you give to us, your anxious children, the gift of peace, the gift of a quiet and still soul, I ask that you would help us to rest in you today. We pray this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, I have to be honest, as I sit down right now to record these words, I realize in my heart and in my mind, I'm resisting an urge to pick up my phone and instead go and read the news. I realize it's been several hours now, three or four hours since I last saw any headlines, which these days means I am massively out of touch with whatever's going on around the world. The latest economic impact of the pandemic, the latest political decision that's been made, whatever it's happening at a global or national or local level, I'm simply out of touch and I feel like I'm flying blind a little bit as a result. And so likely what I will do, I know myself enough to know this, when I finish recording these words, I will pick up my phone and go and see what I've missed. But I do wonder, why do I do this? Why do we do this? To what end? Why do you and I so desperately want to stay informed and aware of every decision that's been made, every last thing that's happened in our healthcare system or that our political leaders are doing or not doing? I think at a really basic level, this is a hard thing to say, but I think it's true. At a basic level, I think for me, this comes from a desire for control. And that desire for control really stems from a lack of trust. And I think I'm not entirely unique on this. If you and I are really honest, this is something in one way or another that we're all wrestling with. Maybe at all times, but I think especially right now, we want a sense of control because you and I feel vulnerable. Whatever your situation may be, I think it's true to say that we feel vulnerable and exposed, maybe in very profound ways. Maybe we feel the simply the, the possibility of vulnerability or of being exposed and that there therefore brings with it a sense of fear or a sense of uncertainty. And so we try and stay informed. We try and stay well read so that we are not caught flat footed, so that we're not unprepared for the impact of this storm that we're having to weather. I think when the ground is shifting underneath us in every way, we desperately are looking for something to grab onto, something that seems solid or seems secure. I think I, just like you, over the last few weeks, have read countless articles, all of them written by political leaders, healthcare professionals, economists, on and on, whatever they may be. Each person, it seems to me, is entirely convinced that they are the ones who see things clearly, that they're the ones who have the accurate 
data or the right models for where this is headed and that we should listen to them and they know the right way forward. And some of those have actually been really helpful. Much of it has not been super helpful. But here's the thing, I've, I've also noticed this. I've noticed that I, who frankly knows very little if anything personally about politics or healthcare or economics, uh, I very freely still will offer my own critique of these people. I'm very self-assured of my own read on things and how everything would work out much better if they were all listening to me. And even more troubling, what I've seen is that not only do we do this with the economy or with political decisions or healthcare, we seem to do this with God as well. I've seen many articles where people are trying to give some kind of definitive voice or meaning, meaning to what God is up to in all of this. How we as Christians can offer some definitive solution or some definitive interpretation of what this all means. I think we should be really cautious and very wary of doing so. It's like we've forgotten the ancient wisdom that David gives us in this psalm. David chose to resist that deeply human impulse. And what he said is he says, I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. I think those are really wise words for us in this moment we find ourselves in. We need to remember the Lord does not need you and me to solve problems on his behalf. God is not in heaven anxiously wringing his hands, wondering what to do next, looking to you and to me, kind of hoping that somehow we've got an idea on how we're going to get out of this mess. No, that's, that's not how the Lord works. That's not the moment we find ourselves in now or ever. My wisdom and your wisdom our insight collectively, it is not the solution to the problem. And no amount of our speculation, no amount of news consumption is going to cure this disease, this moment that we find ourselves in, and it's never going to calm our souls. I think instead, if we're really honest, what this will only do is heighten our anxiety, heighten our inability to remain stable and rooted in a time of great upheaval. So maybe let me just pause and ask you, in light of Psalm 131, is your heart today in a state of calm and quiet? I imagine if you and I are honest, we probably don't really like the answer to that question. For most of us in one way or another, if not right now, likely yesterday or tomorrow, we have found or will find ourselves in a place that's anything but peaceful anything but calm. And I think we have to remember this as this psalm reminds us today, our ability to have quiet hearts, that ability is rooted in the paternal love of God, not in the political response to this pandemic. It's rooted in the love of God as our loving parent. Here's what's interesting as I think about this, as I read this psalm, whatever chaos may be swirling about, whatever may be wrong in a situation, either in an immediate domestic sense or at a global scale like we face now, what's interesting with newborn children is, is if a newborn babe is held in the loving embrace of their mother, that child can be entirely peaceful, entirely content oblivious, frankly, to whatever else is going on around them. And I think that maybe is a picture for us of how we're meant to navigate this storm. It doesn't mean it isn't real. It's very real. 
And yet a child who is held in the embrace of a loving mother knows fully and completely that they are safe and that they are at peace. And so that's the invitation to us today. May we resist eating the bread of anxious toil, as it says in Psalm 127. And instead of eating that anxious bread, that anxious toil, what would it look like for us to allow the love of God to quiet us, to still our restless hearts? So as we close, maybe just a word of practical advice. As you go about your day today, pay really close attention to the things in your life that heighten your anxiety. What are the things that are making it hard for you right now to have a quiet heart? It may be reading too much news, too much social media. It may be talking to a certain friend or family member that when you do, you notice that stirs up fear in me. Be aware of that and tend to those parts of your life because I think the world desperately needs us as the church to be people of peace, people who hope in the Lord at all times and in all circumstances. I pray that would be true for you today, wherever you find yourself. And may God bless you.